everybody we're back to yet another episode of let's be real podcast uh today we are doing a very short episode because you know all of us are busy and while we record this there's probably going to be an announcement of the balandor nominees so probably we're not going to be able to cover that but i think uh today we want to cover a range of topics including the recent uh, announcement of the ufa player of the year nominees that includes benzema courtois and uh, kevin de bruyne so probably before we go over that let's talk about the super cup uh farooq i'll come to you first like what was your experience of the super cup did you enjoy the game did it go go as you planned for it to go yeah actually it went even better than i planned because i i was just thinking about like uh Frankfurt were going to roll over and it was just going to be like, you know, no challenge for the team. And to be honest, like uh, Frankfurt actually kept us. Now. I mean, I don't know if I can put the words rightly. Like, you know, it's that kind of situation whereby you don't want your players to be pushed too much, but then let them not be comfortable as well. So it was, it was that. And I mean, it was a pretty uh, good game, you know, barring a couple of moments from Froden Mendy where he misplaced the ball and, you know, Koto had to do Koto things as usual. So... Yeah, other than that, like, I mean, it was, it was a good game. It was a good preparation and a morale booster for the guys, you know, before the kiss, season kicks off properly. Yeah, for me, the- yeah, for yeah. me, the, uh, I, I, was, I remember reading one of the Frankfurt fans' opinions because if you guys know that we did a, we did a podcast with, with, the, with the Frankfurt podcast before this one. But anyways, I was reading online some of the Frankfurt fans' opinions and they were talking about how, uh, although against Bayern Munich, they lost, like, uh, they lost with a big score. But they could see that there was a huge class difference between how Real Madrid played and how you know how Frankfurt played. Because uh, let's 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 be honest, while Real Madrid are not the most expensive team, they aren't the most like uh, attacking team, so to speak, like say Bayern Munich. But when we play, when we dominate games, when we control games, I think there is nobody like Real Madrid. Um, Casemiro was somebody who dominated the game. I think coming into the game, there were some question marks from certain sections of the Real Madrid fan base about Casemiro, but I think he did well. Um, Sunet, if I may ask you, what what is the expectation for Casemiro going into the season, especially with Chouameni coming in? The, que- the real question is when has there never been questions asked about Casemiro? It, it has always been asked, you know, by myself, by everyone that we know. Basically, his uh, uh, the way he can hand uh, like a wriggle out of a press or how much he uh, can improve his passing arsenal. It has always been a question. But you can see when uh, when teams test him to his strengths, he actually comes on top more often than not. Like uh, th- there are clear deficiencies, of course, to his game. But when he's on it and the rest of uh, the KCM, that is Modric and Cruz, are on it, like you can expect masterclasses like what we saw on Wednesday, you know, like he barely gave anybody a sniff. Whenever he got a chance, he made a brilliant interception. He almost uh, scored himself, I guess, uh, in one play. If I'm not a wrong. wonder goal, yeah, it 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 came yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he laid the assist on a plate for Alaba as well. Man is a colossus, and the rumors of him uh, being maybe pushed out earlier, like. If you guys remember, there was like slight rumors that he might be, you know, like uh, forced out of the door or something like that. Like I don't know how much substance there is, uh, there is to it. Yeah, but... there was a Brazilian a Brazilian news uh, media that said that uh, Casemiro was available for let's say fifty to sixty million euros. I, uh, yeah, to me, exactly. honestly, that that sounds like uh, hogwash. But anyways, moving on. I think from one before Brazilian... you, before you move on, before you move on, I just want everyone to re- hear on record. Sunate said that Tony Cruz has legs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But then, 
Okay, uh, so I, I think moving on from one Brazilian to another, I, uh, somebody whose performances I think I personally had doubts about, and I'm sure like you guys also shared some of my doubts. Was Milita, but I think Farouk he was pretty imperious in the game, right? Definitely, man. Definitely, he was. He was superb. You know, actually, uh, I think he heard us talking shit. Maybe. <laughs> you know, actually, uh, with the arrival of you know Rudiger and what is and what is not, so you know everyone is just trying to find the weak link in the centre back pairing. And obviously, you know, because of the pedigree and you know the experience of David Alaba, like everyone you know, eventually tries to you know pin on my guy. And to be honest, like no matter how much uh, he gets shit from me from time to time, I think really I still maintain my statement that you know. Uh, he is the best young center back out there, I think, in my opinion. So I think he he was really good in the game. He was he he was you know I mean that tackle summed it up, man. He literally just went oh, into yeah. the tackle and there was a spring and he just you know flew off. I don't know even if that's possible. Like, um, how do you how do you classify that motion as? Is it a fucking cartwheel or is it a somersault? I don't know how you. Ma- man, I mean the physics I have learned so far, man, that's defied everything that the physics stands for, man. So I I, I can't be the one to quantify that. Yeah, I think that that flip was pretty, you know, that the flip went viral on social media as well because I think that, that was an exquisite display of physical uh, strength because I think no, yeah. not everybody can do that. Even if David Alaba had been there, he probably wouldn't have done that, you know. So that's something that Milita, only Militao can do on our team. So yeah. I, I guess that was, those were the best performers apart from that. Uh, David Alaba scored a key goal and uh, Benzema, as Benzema does, you know, he scored a goal. But then one guy, I no, sorry, I should say two guys we haven't talked, spoken about are Fede Valverde and Vinicius. I think Vinicius uh, showed some development compared to the last season because I think his movements were more intelligent, more, uh, let's more say, decisive. Sunet, you were saying? No, way more direct, right, Vinicius, and how he. No, I, I mean, uh, apart from being direct, I think last season he ha- his his movements did not have purpose. Like, okay, not, did not have purpose is the wrong way of putting it. Uh, let's say that his moments this uh, this game had more purpose. He was more intelligent about how he was moving and not just running. You know, he was he was trying to take players on using the drop of the shoulder, trying to take up intelligent positions. So I think that was something that impressed me. So Farouk, that and talking about how Ancelotti used Fede Valverde, you know, initially he was just on the wings and then he brought him into the center to create a midfield overload. Like, what did you think about that? Uh, I mean, to be honest, like, you know, for Vinicius, like, uh, it was really good to see those movements, you know, you just alluded to. And actually more important, like, during the year, watch along with Yodou, you know, I was saying to him, for me, what I want to look out in this season is that Hopefully that Vinicius' previous season wasn't an anomaly, you know, because we do know that Vinicius has, you know, the trickery and the pace, you know, beating of everyone and anything. The decision-making was has always been lacking. And last season, you know, he went, I don't know, he took leaps and bounds, man, like uh, in that area. So you could still see visibly in the game, like he was still, you know, he came into his, uh, he's still there in that, uh, the, the one-twos with Karim Benzema, you know, getting into the right moment and, you know, the almost Golazo as well. So it was, it was really good to see. And coming to Fede, I mean, yeah, man, like, what can you say about Fede, man? That's the guy. He's, you know, he's just a rocket man, man. Like, he's he's back defending. He's, he's there attacking as well. I mean, obviously, we can compare him to, a, like, a bona fide wide winger. I, I mean, it will be very wrong to do that, to be honest. But he, he puts in the shifts, to be honest. And I think he's going to make the position his own, unfortunately, for players like Rodrigo. I think, like, Fede Valverde is the guy. And, I mean, I see his future in the midfield, obviously. But I think for now... As long as the Bermuda Triangle remains, I think that's where he plays. Yeah, I think even the, the Bermuda Triangle did well, right? Uh, so has already admitted. 
You know what? The Bombay Triangle is gonna, you know, thank Fede the most once they hang up their boots, especially you know, like how he has helped them. You know. Yeah, but, the but given the fact that you uh, Tony Cruz got you to admit that he has legs, I think uh, Tony Cruz did a pretty good job last game. So I think uh, moving on, uh, just to sum it up, so that, uh, you know, first game, first trophy. What are your emotions going into the first game of the season? Like first actual game of the season. Let's put it that way. Perfect way to start. Perfect way to start. Um, I was uh, uh, slightly concerned by the Clásico. You know, like obviously it was a first game, but uh, eventually we grew on um, into the season and found more rhythm. Happy days, man. Happy days. You know, like uh, Rudy Garcia-Mini. You know, they they got their hands on their first uh, competitive trophy and whatnot. So, yeah, like uh, more of the same. More of the same. We have this. Uh, this never-ending uh, want of trying to prove everyone wrong, and this is just the beginning. Again, Sunday is is match day one, so yeah, more of the same. Yeah, I think before we move on, uh, uh, I think Farouk alluded to the fact that uh, we had a watch along like over the over the week for the game, and I think we'll be doing these watch alongs like uh, you know, ran, uh, pretty uh, as as important games keep coming up. Probably you know we'll try and do more of these watch alongs. So if you guys want to join in, just uh, remember to click and you know uh, follow us on the social media, and we'll make an announcement whenever we're doing the next watch along. But then uh, I think moving on, uh, we move on to the. The next match today, that is, uh, you know, Almeria. So Almeria is a team that hasn't been in the league for quite a while. They have won the league. They're coming back up. And I think they have been taken over by uh, Arabian Sheikh. So this is the first Sheikh-owned team in La Liga in a while. I think the last one was Malaga, but they're having a lot of financial troubles. So <clears throat> for Almeria, I think... Uh, they haven't been in the league for a long time, so we don't really have much of an idea what to expect from them. But then their star players, Umar Sadiq, and is somebody that I think Farouk knows well a lot about. So Farouk, I'll just let you talk about let you talk about him. Yeah, I mean, as you alluded to, like uh, about Almeria, we don't have a lot of you know uh, information to gauge uh, the team because uh, I personally didn't don't watch the second division. But what I can say is that Almeria actually has always had, you know, very good Nigerian forwards. I do remember, in, I can't remember what year, but I do know at the point in time where while they were in the league the last time, they had Ike Chukuchi and he was one hell of a, a striker as well. And now they have Umar Sadiq. So uh, Umar Sadiq actually won the Golden Ball, which I would give it to the best player at uh, FIFA on the 17 World Cup. I can't remember which year. So like he was a kind of a big deal back in Nigeria and... Uh, he moved to Roma and things didn't work out and he was been on loan here and there. And then he moved to Almeria last summer and he scored goals here and there and brought them to the league. And yeah, now he's looking forward to replicating that in the top division. Hopefully things go well for him, but except against Real Madrid. So let's see what that does. Yeah, except against Real Madrid. I think an interesting fact about uh, about the head-to-head matchup between Real Madrid and Almeria is the fact that Almeria have only beaten Real Madrid once. And I believe it was back in 2008 and somebody who scored that game was Alvaro Negredo, who was our own Ooh. Cantarano. So, you know, when you, whenever you're playing against Cantaranos, you can bet yeah. that they will score against us. But thankfully, I, I, I don't know if there's any Cantarano in the Almeria lineup right now. Uh, if there is, we'd love to know from it. We'd love to know about it from you in the comments. But then, uh, Suned, First game of the season, Carlo Ancelotti said that he'll make some changes to the lineup. What would, what, in your opinion, would be the ideal lineup for the game against Almeria? Since it's um, very, very early days and it's kind of feeling out how the season is going to pan out, um, I would like to see Rudiger start. 
I would like to see Chouamini start. You know, Chouamini, I think, is, is a big, big call. I, I don't think Carlo is that ballsy to put him straight up uh, into the lineup. But I would ideally like to see Rudiger, Chouamini getting a run out, at least as a sub. And obviously, KCM getting a much-needed rest, you know. They should be rotated uh, very much whenever possible. And I think uh, Carlo is going to be on it. And people like Rodrigo getting a run out, you know. Um, yeah, like even 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 if you can give rest to people like Alaba or Militao, that that'll be great again. You know, like as much rotation as possible. Yeah, you, you alluded to this fact that there, there needs to be a lot of rotation, and I think rotation is important because this season we're going to be playing like every week almost. The whole schedule is compressed before the World Cup in the winter, and mm-hmm. you know uh, the Champions League draw is going to be soon, and I think even the Champions League is going to be held like in eight weeks. They're going to play six games, so. Every midweek, there's going to be a game almost. And it's going to be a busy schedule with the national break also coming in. There's, there's still one international break, as much as we guys might hate it. So uh, I think something uh, the Champions League draw would be uh, soon. I believe it will be the week after. And something that will happen in the Champions League draw is the is the award for the UEFA's best player of the year. And I guess we all have a single favorite, right? Or do we have di- diverging opinions on this fact? Everybody has <laughs> Right, like who, who, who are you gonna I mean, I mean, even 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 Xavi Hernandez man has just one single person to choose, man. I mean, that's his result, man. No one can choose anyone else, man. Mm. Yeah, I think that's an interesting fact. But uh, Courtois is also there on the podium. I think Courtois, Karim Benzema, and uh, Kevin De Bruyne are the three nominees. Like, are the three yeah. people who are on the podium right now? Uh, it was interesting to note the fact that Modric finished fifth in the votings and. Uh, Vinicius finished ninth. I think all of us expected Vinicius to be higher. Uh, yeah. And then there's also the fact that Mo Salah and um, Sadio Mane, who we at least we expected one of them to be on the podium, they aren't in the top five. You know, I think they're sixth and seventh, and or maybe eighth. Is Mbappe also somewhere in between ahead of Vinicius? So, uh, are you guys satisfied with the fact that Kevin De Bruyne makes up the podium, or would you have preferred somebody else, maybe say Modric? See, this might be a controversial opinion, okay? Uh, I have, I've had debates with uh, plenty of my mates, you know, like they have put put forward uh, the question, you know, Modric or KDB on their day. I say Modric, you know. Modric single-handedly have taken Real Madrid out of graves that I've, I've thought we don't stand a chance of getting out of, you know. Um, KDB, on the other hand, you saw what happened in the second leg at Bonabau. Man doesn't look fit, you know, he came off. He had to be pulled off. So, KDB, as good as a player he is, bro, every single Real Madrid player from last season Champions League winning team needs to be higher, way higher than they are. Farouk, uh, do you agree with his opinion on uh, Kevin De Bruyne? And do you agree with the placement of Vinicius and ninth? Okay, so I will just, you know, go in layman terms here. Like, So, the point is, remove KDB from the Man City team. Do they do what they do last season? 100% yes, because they have done it in the past. Mm. Remove Modric from the Real Madrid team today. I mean, it's not even just remove one single moment from Modric from the Real Madrid team and we don't do what we did last season. Yeah. So, I mean, that sums it up totally. Like, without Modric, this doesn't happen. You know, mm. and to be honest, when I saw that, I just like, okay, this is just a bias somewhere. You know, when you have just those uh, people who are there on pedigree and, you know, past glory, and I feel this was just it. Just like how similar to how Van Dyke is still living on past Goodwood. The, the funny thing is, Paru, the funny thing is, you, if you if you go through the comments on socials, you know, Twitter, Instagram, 
they say this is benzema's lucky season you know like how 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 do you compare benzema to suarez or lewandowski man has had one lucky season that's what i pray for you know this this my campaign is going to continue this vein of form that he is on right now if he channel it into this season especially early stages and channel it past christmas into the knockouts you never know two balandos back to back inshallah that's what we want you know Yeah I think for Benzema to have a a second go at the Ballon d'Or he need to he need to have the French team to win the World Cup you know because I think winning the World Cup will put a, go a long way for him to win the second Ballon d'Or so I I think I agree with you guys mostly I think Modric should be higher I think Vinicius should be higher but I I don't know I just have a feeling the fact that uh, Benzema took a lot of neutral votes and and Real Madrid supporting votes so probably th- that has somehow hindered you know Uh, people like Modric and Vinicius, whereas Courtois maybe perhaps got some votes, you know. So I think that probably hindered them because at the end of the day, these all these awards are voted upon. The, the there there isn't an objective metric, you know, to use to measure uh, impact and you know to decide these awards. So it's just people's opinion. So at the end of the day, don't take them too seriously. But I think if if our player wins it, if Benzema wins it, he'll have deserved it. And in a long after a long time, when Benzema win. wins it, not if. Yeah, when, when Benzema, Benzema wins, when it. Benzema wins it. Although there is some clamor amongst. certain sections of Ramadan fans for you know Courtois to win because they think uh, Benzema is a lock on for Ballon d'Or so yeah they want to split the awards actually to be honest I haven't I wouldn't deny having thought about sorting because I'll be like you know let the man get this and because for sure Benzema is going to win the Ballon d'Or I, was, I also saw that I actually thought about that when I first saw the list I was like okay maybe should Courtois win this I was like nah fuck it let Benzema do it as well <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I think something that we can promise uh, we can we can like uh, assume to be true is the fact that whenever Benzema wins the UEFA player of the year or whenever he wins the uh, Ballon d'Or there's going to be a big party at the Bernabeu because let's let's not forget Karim Benzema was the was the signing that uh, Florentino Perez bet a lot on he's his favorite player on this team nothing can change that and with him winning I think uh, Florentino Perez feels vindicated for supporting him through all these years so I think there's going to be a very special party at the Bernabeu whenever uh, Karim Benzema wins it so I guess uh, that's it for today's episode we we try to keep it short we try to keep it sweet uh, guys do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap this up just uh, start start the season on the right note it'll be difficult it'll be difficult but uh, I'm pretty confident <clears throat> in our team to get the job done at um, you know Farouk. Yeah, man, let's let's sweep the floor with some guys, man. Let's let's go for like some six, seven nil kind of shit, man. Yeah, hoping for a nine zero win. You know, Mariano <laughs> scoring all nine goals. Uh, so best of luck to everybody. You know, if there is any updates, we'll put it put it out on our social media. Our social media links are in the description. Please consider following us and Hala Madrid. Hala Madrid. Madrid.